you ain't first, you're last. Hey everybody and welcome to the If You're Not First, You're Last Fantasy Football Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to our own fantasy football league. And this is Commissioner Alan Byrne alongside Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne, Owen, what's cracking? Oh, what a week, Alan. What a week. How's everybody doing? A slew of injuries this week did not disrupt the fun and games in our fantasy football league. Absolutely, absolutely. Week two is in the books and uh, was a doozy. Some great games, some high scores, great fantasy action, massive injury problems. It had it all. Sure did. In sure the, did. Had yeah, it all. Had it all. Uh, our news for this week only one piece of news, and that is Team Green Man 1 finally got around to changing his name. And he's now known as the Guano Draft Merchants. He initially was the Guano Trade Merchants, but realized he doesn't know how to trade, so he changed it to Draft, because he just about knows how to draft. Barely. So there you have it. Just barely. <laughs> so that's the news for week one. Our injury news for week one. Owen hit us with the injury report. Oh, what an injury report we have this week. Obviously... The key big one, Saquon Barkley, torn ACL, out for the season. Also, gone um, for the season. Yeah, the Niners got hit with a slew of injuries this week. Jimmy G, sure Mostert, Coleman, all out. Not to mention Bosa and Thomas on defense, both out for the season. That D-line is getting skimpy looking. That is had a sign to Zeke Lanza. Yeah. <laughs> old man, old man Enza. Uh, other other big ones were CMC. Looks like he's gonna be out for four to six weeks. High ankle sprain. Um, and that's a difficult one. The, 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 this is what we talked about last week. Uh, the, the high ankle sprain with Michael Thomas is that it's just a difficult injury to shake off. We've seen uh, previous players had trouble. Now, if anyone's gonna bounce back from it early, it's gonna be CMC. But it could be a struggle throughout the year. Yeah, especially because it's one of those injuries that players try to get back from earlier than maybe they should, and then mm-hmm. they just they can often tend to not look like the same player. So yeah, I mean yeah. it's definitely one to watch. Uh, other ones include Tyrod Taylor, Paris Campbell. He's also out for the season. Drew Locke, Corton Sutton. He's also out for the season. Brashad Perryman, Cam Akers, Sterling Shepard. Turf toe, God. Uh, Dawson Knox had a concussion. Devontae Adams has something wrong with his hamstring, although it came out after LaFleur would have put him back in if they needed him, so yeah. it might not be that serious. To monitoring him, probably. He's probably good to go this week. Uh, one that just came to my attention moments ago is Julio Jones. Dan Quinn has come out and said he uh, further strained his hamstring. He was carrying a minor strain into the Cowboys game, further strained it during the game. And the team will now, quote, take the injury through the week. Whatever that means. But 
definitely one to watch. Maybe he stranded as he kind of half reached out for that Russell Gage uh, pass into the end zone. When it was dropped in the basket. Dropped in the basket and he just barely put out his arms, like he T-Rex yeah. arms or something. I don't know what happened there. It's crazy. <laughs> Ridiculous. You know, for one of the best receivers now. in the league, you know, if that was yeah. D-Hop, that was a touchdown. You know what I mean? If that was Julio Jones, that was a touchdown. You'd be if D Hop did the same thing. You'd be sad if that was Julio Jones. Do you know? yeah, absolutely, Julio's absolutely. one of the best in the business. He sure is, he sure is. But the new Julio Jones could be playing opposite him now, and Calvin Ridley, who's had two weeks back to back absolute monster games, Killing looking him. like he's hitting already hitting the. Uh, the highlights he had in his rookie year a bit quieter last year but man he was breaking out in a big way for sure alrighty alrighty let's get down to the week to uh, breakdown let me see our match of the week was a close battle this week between Owens Cleveland Steamers and Porrick's Easy Company 101 Terry Hello, Princess. <laughs> Terry McLaurin and a tight end double penetration of Gasicki and Reed set things in motion for the Cleveland Steamers. Uh, you know, the first and only trade of the season so far was between these two teams last week. The Cleveland Steamers picked up Russell Wilson in that trade and he led the way with 32.42 points and put the Cleveland Steamers out into an early lead they would not relinquish. That has got to hurt. But Easy Company were not out of it and put up an impressive fight. Newton, Kelsey, Diggs, Edelman all put up high numbers and pulled them within a 17 points of victory as we headed into Monday night. They needed Jared Cook to have one for the ages, but he just couldn't muster it up and left him 7.5 points shy. Steamers take their second W of the season and moved to top of the table. 2 0. A brutal loss of Saquon Barkley, though, takes the gloss off the good season start. Uphill battle from here on in. Easy Company 101 are one and one. On. Yeah, uh, closer. It was a closer game than I thought it was going to be, in particular going into the late game Sunday night. Julian Edelman just seemed to catch a farcical amount of passes in that fourth oh, quarter. Yeah. I, th- I think it was. Um I think it was his career best game, 179 yards. Something yeah, like that. his career, yeah, yeah, career heritage game. But he just caught so many passes in the fourth quarter. I just, I it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Plus, I did all that winning with losing Barkley in the first quarter. So it was more comfortable well, now, than now the score lines would suggest. You don't, you don't have to worry about it going forward now. On Barkley's gone. No, I don't. No, yeah. <laughs> He's moved directly to my IR list. That's it. That's it. For a second week in a row, the beatdown of the week befell the happy holidays as they came on the wrong end of a thumping at the hands of the newly titled Guano Draft Merchants. Mahomes and Goff would uh, top day for the Steelers' D and a league top-scoring Aaron Jones put them way out in front early. It was enough to overshadow a combined 13.6 points, which were gained from Gurley, Emmanuel Sanders and Malcolm Brown combined. But still, it got them to an easy, easy victory. Once again, the Galladales, happy Galladales, 
have become the unhappy Galladays. That's now their new name. Despite Matty Ice, the Tampa D and the Walrus getting over 20 points, it was a putrid outing for six of his players, including a quarterback, Tom Brady, who failed to hit double digits. For the second straight week, if you included the bench scoring of the Happy Galladays, he still would have came out on the wrong end of the result. Woof! Guano <laughs> Draft Merchants off the market 1-1. One one. The unhappy Galladays are in early trouble on 0-2. Owen, what do you think? I think the I think the happy Galladays are in trouble. They they need to they need to break the mold and start moving and shaking in the in the transfer market. Yeah, they were they were high flyers on the waiver wire today, all right. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a rough start. Been a rough start. Albeit, Mister Galladay appears to be ready to go for week three. But if he's hundred percent, remains to be seen. But he may not be enough. You know, they're they're under pressure. Under pressure. Yeah, under pressure for sure. Nice week for for Mister Green, Julio or Aaron Jones clearly. The standout player of the week. Outstanding game. Outstanding oh, yeah. game. Twenty-two yeah, outstanding. total touches for over hundred, over two hundred and twenty yards. Three touchdowns. I mean, it's, you can't compete with that. Yeah, that's going to be one of the top scores of the year. You, you would have yeah, thought, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. Early to doors. Mm. All right, we move on to game three, which saw an almost identical beatdown as Shake and Bake took an easy W over Sundays or for the Boyds. Shake and Bake saw standout performances from Burrow, Chubb, Ridley, Evans, Higbeast and DK to cruise to the week's top score of 204.02 points. They got away also with their second quarterback not hitting double digits, but it mattered little. Sundays refer to Boyd's actually got a good game from Tyler Boyd, along with Tariq the Freak and the Colts D, but they were let down by four players not reaching double digits, while the remainder of his team floated in the mid-teens. That's just not good enough. Both team end the week's action on one and one. Oh. The love affair continues for the hustler with DK Metcalf. <laughs> Big week yeah. from him. Standout week for Tyler Higby. Five catches from five targets for 50 yards and three touchdowns. Um, He was a little, probably would have been a little bit let down. He didn't need a huge game from Josh Jacobs, but it was a bit of a let down week from Jacobs after the three touchdown week he had last week. Yeah, he ran but hard, but just didn't just didn't get the touchdown action. You know, he, he yeah. did play well, and he kind of was... He floated in now in the second half with a couple of knocks, but uh, I seemed to shake him off. Uh, yeah, look, when the draft... On the night of the draft, when uh, Rob Gronkowski was taken, Rob Gronkowski's manager made the comment, we'll see how Tyler Higby shakes out. So far, Higby is cruising. Gronk will talk about in the next game. Yeah. Another another big week from Calvin Ridley too. It'll be interesting to see how sustainable Mike Evans is going to be when they are all fully healthy when Godwin is out there as well. 
It'll be interesting. Yeah, Godwin seems to be true to the concussion protocol. He's back in. It's also going to be interesting to see how much Calvin Ridley can keep up if Julio's out. If Julio's out, Calvin Ridley is surely, you know, the guy you're going to be targeted by defences. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the guy you double now instead. Um, Hayden Hurst hasn't been doing huge amounts that you need to be putting extra attention on him. Uh, Russell Gage might be the big winner there if Julio is out. Could be. He's got 200-yard games to start the season, you know? Yeah, because and he's going to be... Because the Atlanta Falcons' defense is obviously trash. So they are just slinging it, game yeah. after game. Correct. You know? And and Gurley hasn't been producing the goods either, so like their running game isn't great. No, it's not. But again, they're they're just they're just shooting for the stars. You know, they need to outscore their their, their uh, teams. And uh, oh, what a what a bitter loss at the end! What a disaster that onside yeah. kick was. Oh, nonsense! <laughs> but oh. like even like Gurley still had twenty one carries the other night. Do you know? So okay. like they are trying to run the ball, but. They're just yeah, they're just incapable. No. It's all on Matty Ice's shoulders. That's it. That's it. Game four. So another good game. So that to the future overcome the Nina football team. That to the future had poor performances this week from King Henry, David Johnson, T. Y. Hilton, not to mention a goose egg from the aforementioned Rob Gronkowski. But it was made amends through Kyler, Dak and Nook who all put up huge numbers as they hit the front as Sunday night rolled in. Despite a huge night for Kamara, the Nina football team had five players who failed to reach double digits. A W that does not make. Dak to the future. See it out and move on to 1-1. One one. Nina football team back down to earth at 1-1. One Oh, and what do you think? This was probably the most surprising one. One of the most surprising ones of the week. Um, I thought Aina looked good. The Nina football team looked good going into this week's matchup. But yep. they were just let down in too many places. Julio dropping touchdown passes. Um, Austin Hooper again doing very little. Scotty Miller was probably a big, uh, a big surprise that he only had one catch or two catches. Yeah, it looked like he broke with, out with, week with no, one, but uh, yeah, and with no Godwin there, you would have thought he would have saw more of the ball. Like he was only targeted three times, so yeah. that was surprising. Yeah, but he had a slew absolutely. of points sitting on the bench too, which you know doesn't help. They're in line doesn't of mistakes. They're in line of mistakes. All right, <laughs> our final game. So first, play last. As remember, the tight ends took on my unnecessary roughness. But unnecessary roughness took out a frustration of a poor week one performance on an unsuspecting opponent. No fewer than six players. Minshew, Zeke, Deontay Johnson, Moore, Gianna Smith, Tannehill all hit over the 20 point mark to put him into a huge lead on Sunday night. In response, only Josh Allen and CMC hit the 20 point mark as five other players hit, failed to hit double digits. And that included... 0.7 points for Paris Campbell before his injury and a goose egg for Will Fuller. So throwing salt in the already gaping wounds, both CMC and Campbell were badly injured and both heading to IOR for the next few weeks. That is a bad, bad day. 
Unnecessary roughness back where they belong in the win column. Remember the tight ends? Welcome to the league, rookie. Oh. Yeah, another another very surprising result, in my opinion. Uh, I thought you were pretty up against it coming into this week. thought Quinny was definitely going to have your number, but he was definitely let down in some key places. Kenyon Drake's not having the week you want him to have. Juju's not having the week you want him to have. Paris Campbell, as you said, went off injured, early doors. He had nothing yeah. for Mark Andrews, which was a, a big disappointment. Only one catch. Mm. So, like, and what was going on with Will Fuller? Like, I mean, that's nonsense. He didn't even have a target. He had one carry. Yeah, Will Fuller is a sick note, as we know. Uh, yeah. And always risk a risky draft. Always a risky guy to draft. Uh, and he was dealing with issues. So he story of his didn't life. get that much of the snaps. He was coming in and going out and coming in and probably just wasn't trustworthy, albeit you know, the Texans really didn't play that well, you know. So They did not. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one, but of course yeah. I'll take that victory and move on. Uh, yeah. The stash piling up the points. That's it. That is it. So as we take a look at the week two report from Sleeper. Best manager of the week was yours truly. I hit 99% of my perfect possible lineup. That's impressive management right there. It's tough to beat. <laughs> the worst manager of the week was my opponent. Remember tight ends. Quinny the worst possible lineup only scored 76% of his Perfect possible lineup. It's poor management. <laughs> Biggest blowout. Uh, uh, befelled uh, Quinny, who got the beaten down. He got a beat down. Happy God has got a beat down. And uh, you know, there's a lot of beat downs on out this week. Now that I, now that I, uh, I look at it on a whole. Yeah. Uh, narrow victory of the week came courtesy of Cleveland Steamers as they edged hey, out Easy Company 101. Highest score was Guano Draft Merchants on 205.16 and lowest score was Quinny and remember the tight ends. The overachiever of the week was uh, Unnecessary Roughness. Overachieved their projection by 21%. There you go. And below expectation was Quinny. It was underneath by 33%. QB of the week, That's Jack Prescott. Hard. RB of the week, Aaron Jones. Wide receiver of the week, Calvin Ridley. Tight end of the week, Tyler Higby. Defense of the week, Pittsburgh Steelers. Bench warmers of the week, Derek Carr. Leonard Fournette, Chase Claypool, Jordan Atkins. And the Chicago Bears D. So there you have it. Next week's week. lineup is looking like... Uh, unnecessary roughness in a big battle against Easy Company 101. Hard to know what way that's going to go. Yeah, that's you know, who's going to turn close. up. That one is going to be tough. Uh, at the moment, it's given uh, a 62% chance to Easy Company 101 coming out with the win. I like those odds. I was down worse than that last week. <laughs> 7% going into Sunday's games last week, you were? Yeah, there you go. 7% win. There you go. Thank you. 
<laughs> Need a football team looking to bounce back against Remember the Titans. Also looking to bounce back. A juicy matchup if I've ever seen one. Cleveland Steamers taking on the unhappy Holidays. Are we going to 3-0 and 0-3? Or is someone going to put a 1 in, into, their, into their record? I'm quietly confident. We'll see how it goes. Also, two battles of the 1-1s. One and Dark to the Future take on Shake and Bake. And Sundays are for the boys rounded out against Guano Draft Merchants. Both of those uh, games uh, are, look, are, are, are scheduled to be tight. Shake and Bake to win by 9 points. Sundays for the boys to beat Guano Draft Merchants by less than 3 points. That's all looking tight, guys. All looking tight. I mean, it's 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 a close it's a close start to the year. I mean, after week three, there's going to be a minimum of four teams at two and one, and a minimum of four teams at one and two. Yeah, and that could be five and five. If Happy yeah. Galdes beat me, then that that'll be five and five. That's you know what I mean. It's going to be all to play for. Every week's going to be important if it's going to be this close all season. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and these injuries are just going to play havoc. They're absolutely going yeah. to play havoc. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, outside outside of fantasy aspects, it's a shame to see so many big names going down. I mean, oh, like absolutely. Barkley in particular is a walking highlight reel. Like it's going to be a shame not to be watching him play every week. Yeah. Because he's yeah. just he's just that good. Yeah. No, it is. And. Um, and my own 49ers are just absolutely decimated with injuries across the board. Yeah. It looked like the second yeah. string team out there. But that just goes to show you how bad the New York Jets are. Oh, Basically, yeah. The, yeah. the second string 49ers just cruised, you know. Yeah, the Jets are, they are absolute trash. They are trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't have any star players. They have no star players. None. None. No, they don't. No. And their you know coach I mean? is just awful. Oh, Adam Gase is like the worst. He is the worst yeah. coach. How he Adam even got Gase, the job. Yeah, he, he's lucky that he was the offensive coordinator of the Broncos when Peyton Manning came into town. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah otherwise, lucky. he's probably out of a job or perhaps a coordinator or, or, or an assistant somewhere. But... Only for he was the coordinator when Manning was there and they won the Super Bowl. He's just riding those coattails. Yeah, big time. Because yeah. if he if he had went into his first head coaching job in Miami and did as badly as he did, he wouldn't have got another head coaching job instantly. Absolutely not. Do you know I, what I mean? don't know, I I don't mean, know how ha- the Jets employed I, I just I just don't get it. They are tanking. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, guys, that's week two in the books. Thanks for listening. Uh, tomorrow is, uh, we're recording here Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Set those lineups. Thursday night game is Jaguars against the Dolphins. Sunday all kicks off with a full slate of games once more. Bye weeks are coming in uh, week four, I believe. Uh, so you need to check your lineups for that too. Uh, but until next week, set those lineups, make those trades. Grab those waiver guys, shake it up. We'll talk to you next week.
See you, lads. Cheers.